Hello and welcome to Esther Club. We don't have a theme song. We would graciously accept one if you have it. If you're sitting on it, we'll graciously accept it. Um, welcome to Esther Club. If you're new, it's not too late for you to escape. If you're not new, it is too late for you. You're in the club. Oops, you're in the club. There was a mistake at the factory. You're stuck in the club. What is the club? The club is people who need people. <laughs> Flashing that smile with a potentially dead tooth right up there. Not sure. If you're a dentist, please send me a direct message. Actually, not a dentist. A peri- No, not a periodontist. They do gums. Uh, I forgot the... Damn it, I forgot the the dead tooth specialist, what their name is. Um, so, you know, we're quarantining at home. Some of us, some of us are wearing our masks. Um, my tie dye store is launching soon. And when it does launch, you damn well better believe there's going to be tie dye masks and not very many because I am not a factory. I'm one person and I'm not even a professional clothing person. I am actually quite untalented and uncreative. That's actually I love I do love my tie dyes and that is I'm more creative with my tie dyes than I've ever been in my comedy career. That's a good sign. Um I just made myself some vegan sushi so that's really really exciting. Huge news. Um I'm drinking an apple juice mixed with a Perrier. Also huge news. You're welcome. There's a lot going on right now. You know, there's... I don't know, man. I'm not really going to comment on what's going on personally, professionally, because it's just kind of... I'm not really smart enough. Not. I'm just not articulate enough right now to know what to say. So I'm just going to let you guys know I've been pretty emotionally exhausted, but who the fuck hasn't been? Am I right? Who hasn't been emotionally exhausted by the last million years is what we'll call 2020. It's been a million years. I've never been a person who's like, this year sucks. 2013 is the worst year. No, I'm just like, now I'm finally like, okay, but that's because personally, this year has been bad. It started that this year started off on a bad note for me personally, and then it's just like phew, everybody joined me. Everybody joined in. So okay, so let me talk to you quickly about the tie dye store. So the tie dye store is something that I'm basically starting. It's like it's the episode of Family Guy where Stewie starts a pyramid scheme. Like that's picture me as that when you think of me saying tie-dye business like I'm here in my room and I'm just like plotting and planning this business I'm playing pretend business and I'm but I'm doing every step that it takes to have a real business and I'm doing every piece of it myself so it's more like this experiment combined with a hobby combined with play pretend combined with fantasy which is the same as play pretend but 
So that's the way you can picture it. I just realized I need to, sorry, do the thing on my phone where I make sure nobody's alerts come. There we go. Okay. So it's me playing pretend. And where was I? Um, <clears throat> so that's that's how you can picture me. And when I say I'm doing every step of it, I I've ordered now two shipping label printers because the first one was wrong. I ordered custom poly mailers to mail these t-shirts out in. I've designed stickers. I've been going back and forth with a graphic designer for weeks for a logo for my company. I've built, when you hear this one, you're going to go nuts. I've built my own web store. I did it myself. I, the things that I'm, this break in my life is all about what can I do myself that I never thought I could make myself vegan sushi, um, tie dye my own really cute clothes. Mm, I guess that might be it. No, there's other things. It's just kind of like gardening growing my own basil dude when i prune basil you don't even understand how addictive it is and the best thing about basil is that it's so fucking easy it's the easiest plant it's a herb i love herbs because they have a really nice aroma you can eat them for me okay can i just quickly tell you about i know it's in the middle of the tie-dye store but sidetrack gardening here's my rule I got to be able to eat it. Okay? Like, it has to have an added value to my life that's not just, like, the scent of a flower, which I hate, or uh, the view of greenery, which I do love. But, like, I, if I'm putting my hands and my fingers to stems and pruning and work and time and thought, I have to at least know that I can eat this if I want to eat it. I do tend to not eat up all the basil that I pick out um, when I'm pruning, but I guess if I was fancy, I would say harvesting, but um, just just knowing the option is there is huge. Just knowing that it's, I mean, that's, it's basically money growing on a tree for me because I pay for basil and then you get it free when you grow it and prune it. And you guys, this is going to sound, if you're a gardener, you're going to be like, this is so stupid. How did she, was she born yesterday? But if you're not a gardener, listen to this crazy fact. When you prune a plant the way, the right way, because, okay, I always look at plants and I'm like, okay, got to save it, save it. Don't pick it. Just save it, save it, save it. Bitch, when you prune it and you cut it, cut off pieces the right way, it grows back more than what you had before it doubles so i literally all day all day i prune a basil plant 
one basil plant, I stare at it and I just, I'm like eyeing it up and down. I obsess over it and I prune it. And sometimes I use my little pinchy fingers. In fact, my thumbs are so sore from pruning because I I prune my basil plant and then I've been pruning, I pruned something else. I don't remember what, obviously the basil is the star of the show because it's easy and it grows fast. Um, But my goal is to be an herb fucking queen. I want to have so many herbs growing that I see people on the street and force them to take bags of herbs from me. I have so many. Um, So that's my goal. So I'm working with basil right now. I... One pet peeve I have about some plants is that you plant them and then they don't come back or they go away. So I'm really all about the plants that like stay there forever and just you keep coming back. I think they're called perennials. I'm not sure though. But so like I want to put work and time and effort into an herb or a plant and know that I'm getting it's going to keep coming and keep coming. You know, I don't want one that's just going to go away. So that's one thing that's frustrating. I grew carrots they're so good they're the best carrots I've ever eaten when you just pull it out of the ground and eat it you have it's it's just it's a completely different kind of carrot um but excuse me but once you pull them they're gone and you're done and it's like this was actually maybe expensive I don't remember how much I paid for those seeds but um but again like I like the earning abilities I have with my basil it's money As far as I'm concerned, it's money growing on a tree. So, okay, that was my little gardening update. What are the rules for Esther's gardening rules? It's got to be something you can eat, even if you don't always eat it. Uh, Prune, prune, prune. And goals are be an herb, be covered in herbs covered in herbs there's just something about herbs I'm telling you that feel like health to me like if you just took like cilantro parsley basil whatever other herbs there are and you just had those and just whiffed that herby smell I'm I'm very I have like a complicated relationship with smells so when there's a smell that's good it like really means a lot to me because I'm so scared of bad smells that good smells are like they get me high and there's a lot that uh, that it needs to have to qualify to be a good smell it has to be um feel like a healthy smell so now we're teetering on like some kind of ocd mental illness territory so let's swerve away um tie-dye store soon to be launched pretty soon you're picturing me i'm stewie it's a pyramid scheme except you know what it is it's not because it's not a pyramid scheme it's real like if you pay for an item you will get it the reason it's like stewie and from family guy doing the pyramid scheme episode is the seriousness with which stewie takes his business that is ridiculous is that's what I'm talking about 
it's I'm taking this so serious and you'll see if you do purchase something like my packaging is going to be so sick and I'm figuring out still like what kind of product like mailer insert type stuff like I don't want to really say what is what it is yet but I'm just when you I really focus on like a very high quality consumer experience. So I want the people who get that's part of the joke to me is that the people who receive my tie dye are like, is this a real business? Like this is so why does this seem so real? That's what I that's the goal. Um, and yeah. That's all I'll say. I don't want to ruin too much of it, but, and hopefully we're a week or so away from actually launching and, and, um, I'll announce, hopefully I'll be able to announce here in time to, for you to be prepared for the launch of the store. Um, and if not though, follow me on Instagram. I'll definitely do that. And I'll announce the name and the Instagram handle for the store probably next week if I haven't done that yet. And I don't know. I get confused as to what I've said on here and what I've said on my Patreon, um, which my Patreon is patreon.com slash estermonster. And I do daily live feeds. I, I do live feeds. They're not every day, especially this week. I haven't done one because I've been – I haven't done one in like a couple of days. It's just been – a weird week, emotionally exhausting week, you know, we'll just leave it at that, (laughs) um, I also got a table and chair for my tie-dye, and I cannot stress to you enough what a big deal that is for me, it's been off the chain, um, what else is there to talk about? I don't know. I don't really have a personality outside of tie-dyeing clothes and making sushi and now gardening. Gardening, um, I really get high from pruning. And I know that if Dave were here, he'd say, you don't know what it feels like to be high. And I would say, that's what you think because everybody has their own highs. And just because I've never been high on pot doesn't mean I don't also know my own high bitch I got high highs and I got low lows higher than you'll ever know and lower than you probably know um sorry I'm saying um a lot it's just kind of what I say in between topics subjects so there's a pandemic you know that's interesting I don't know if you saw this, but today they just announced that D.L. Hewley was doing a show at uh, a Nashville comedy club and he collapsed on stage from coronavirus. So that's a great comeback to comedy during the pandemic. Strong comeback. Hello, I'm, I'm podcasting. I know, Donut wanted to hang out. Okay, with she can come. Thank you. Come here, Donnie. Dodie, come here. This never goes well. She never... Donut, come here. Come. Come. Jump up. Come on, bitch. You got it. She never... She doesn't really want me. Donut, come. Come on. She has so much anxiety. There you go. Come on. There we go. 
Okay, and now she's going to have nothing to do with me. Hello. Oh, hello. Um, Esther Club at Home includes moments of her begging her dog to come get close to her. I don't remember what I was saying, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it was nothing. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take some questions that you guys posted on Instagram. And one person asked, as you grew up, what were your aspirations like? How did they change as you aged? And what are some things you hope to accomplish later in your life? Okay, I really like this question. Um... As I was growing up, what were my aspirations like? I I really wanted to either be an actress or a dancer. I know it's so original. Um, I really always wanted to live in New York. And I, you know, obviously that shifted throughout the years. You know, at certain points, I really wanted to be an actor. At other points, I really wanted to be a dancer and took it really seriously and even went as far as to major in dance in college. And I had kind of, I remember I was, uh, I forgot, I was like at a hotel somewhere when I was in college. And I remember sketching out, I've always been really into having journals, you know, and I'm sure most people are, but, and almost like one of my things that I like to do is plan on paper. So whether that be goals, a calendar, like a timeline, just any kind of like little calendary type planning on a note, on a, on a, piece of paper in a notebook is like there's something so that just is so feels good about that to me I really like doing that it feels productive it's like I don't know I can't I'm not really being articulate but I'm really into doing that so it's satisfying and I remember I was sketching out my plan for after college because I was in college and I hated it right like I college it sucks because when I look back on it I'm like wow like oh my god college you know that was such a short amount of time in my life and it was so special and it was unique in many ways you know I you're never going back to that right like it's just such a weird time but that doesn't mean that I didn't I wasn't totally unhappy there, but I do think that's a common thing for me is I often will look back on the times that were miserable and feel fond for them, probably just because they're in the past and I'm always fond of the past. So, um, uh, so I forgot where I was. So my brain is good. Anyways, so What was the question? I'm so glad this is not like a professional interview and it's just my stupid podcast with my couch and my dog and suddenly a professional microphone that I don't even know if it's working. Um, so yeah, college wasn't the best thing for me. Um, but while I was there, I really, I thought I was going to be a dancer. And Oh, so I was writing on this piece of paper and I remember writing this plan and it was, I was going to, 
as soon as I graduated college, because I was in this mindset, I was my parents were forcing me to graduate. So I was going to go to New York for a year and just kind of like live the dancer or as Madonna call is, calls it the dog's life of being a dancer. And I really romanticized what that would feel like, you know, to just hustle from audition to audition, dance class to dance class and being like trying to get on Broadway essentially as a, as a chorus member. This was like, that was it for me, right? Like that was what I, I was living for. And I do feel a little sad that I never got to do it. Um, cause there is something like almost cult like appealing to me about being a dancer in New York city. And, um, just that, how you have to give it your all. And in a way that's how, I mean, that is how doing open mics in LA was for me, but being a dancer, is just honestly so much harder physically. And because it's harder physically, you get more endorphins out of it and you get, it's just so dance is so rewarding because you're working hard. You're dedicated to a craft. You're getting physical exercise out of it. You're also getting like self-expression. Um, it's just really incredible. And I, I miss it, but at the same time, I'm so fucking lazy. I'm so glad I'm not a dancer anymore, but I aspire towards it in a way. Anyways. So I thought I was going to dance, try to be a dancer. My whole thing that was so naive was I basically always thought like you give give career like a one year shot. So I was either like go to New York and be a dancer for a year. And then it was like go to LA and give it one year. And if you're not a movie star at the end of the year, you can just move back home and work at Walgreens. Like that truly was ultimately my LA mindset. You know, I now I'm like, that's just really not how it works. The things that I thought were how it works are crazy. It's really crazy. I I was just so stupid. I can't even... And, you know, honestly, I, I, I didn't want to go to this place, and I'm not going there in a negative way at all, but, you know, there's been, like, some a lot of talk in comedy this week about abuse of power about you know being kind of scummy having scummy behavior towards women misogynistic point of view all that stuff so um and I was retelling the story to somebody about how when I had first moved to LA an older comedian tried to kiss me and I when he did, I, I was, it was so awkward that he, in fact, right afterwards said, that was so awkward. And I was like, I know you're twice my age. And as I was retelling that this week to somebody, I was like, I can't believe I said that to him because I'm so in the LA Hollywood mindset now that I'm like, why wouldn't someone twice my age try to kiss me? Of course. Like now it just seems so normal to me. But in that moment, I was so fresh off the bus from Wichita, which is like the random Midwest city. I always like to pick when I talk about myself as being, um, 
not a hillbilly. I had another a bumpkin. I don't know whatever I wa- I was and am. But it's just so in- it's interesting to me to look back and see that I said that, and now I'm I'm like I can't believe I said that. Of course, someone twice my age tried to kiss me. It's just normal to me now. So, anyways, and there's no hard feelings there. It's just a story that happens. Just a weird. It's just a weird everything. Everything is weird. Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, I was answering a question about... Okay, so what do I aspire to now? That's what I really wanted to answer. How do they change as you age and what are some things you hope to accomplish later in your life? Okay, what I hope to accomplish is I just want to be fucking calm. I want to know how to be calm and content because I'm never calm. I don't understand calm. I'm never just like calm and peaceful. Except when I'm tie-dyeing, we're working on it, right? Tie-dyeing, gardening, these are work steps towards calm for me. That's the goal is to just like wake up calm, have some coffee and be calm, drink water, make breakfast, and not have like the crazy thoughts. And I do make myself sound crazier than I really am because I think my level of crazy is like the same as most people's. Um, What do you think you'd be doing if you never got into comedy or acting? I think I would either be working at Walgreens. You know, Larry King, I did Larry King's show years ago. Don't ask me how or why. He definitely went off script and asked me if I had a boyfriend. It was hilarious. And I talk about him in my stand-up special, which when that comes out, no one will know. Um, No one knows. But, sorry. He asked me that question. And I said, I think I'd be working at Walgreens. And he, like, was like, what? But it's true. I think I'd be working at Walgreens. I did at one minute have a fantasy about being a forensic scientist. I did major in journalism for a semester in school. So I don't know. I feel like this is boring. I'm sorry. I just didn't have storytelling energy today. Um, A character you've always wanted to play. I would... I would like to play a villain i would i i know that's a common answer a lot of people want that but i'm like i want it because there's something about being a petite brunette that looks a little bit like a kid that just makes me a good villain i would love and my fat round face like i just look not like a villain and that is what makes me look like a villain in my mind so some kind of creepy not even what kind of villain though like a mastermind (laughs) which is sort of how my friends refer to me like I'm like the mob boss mastermind today I told my friend he needs to start calling me Tony Soprano Uh, so I would love to play like a mob boss mastermind I feel and I'll never get to play that don't get me wrong like I'm always going to be playing what I play because that's just Hollywood and it's fine it, it is what it is I'm grateful for it but that would be really fun <clears throat> are gushers candy or fruit snacks what a great question they're candy oh I don't know they're candy 
do you preheat your oven and then put the pizza in or do you put the pizza in and add extra cooking time? I put the pizza in. When I'm really hungry, I just put it in and just see what happens. But it does ultimately, as I've learned in quarantine, if you do it right, it's better. (laughs) Can you imagine that? If you do it right, it's better. Could you ever would have could have had a thought of that possibility that if you do it the right way that the instructions say things will turn out better? Can you even comprehend that? I mean, I certainly can't. Did I? No. Okay. I thought I muted the mic. I didn't. Um, What has been the hardest part of being a fake entrepreneur? waiting for everything to get shipped to me because if I don't have to wait for shit to get shipped I could literally build a business in one day I I would just stay up for 24 hours until everything is finished because I it's it's more of an unhealthy high for me than like a normal calm life thing um Hmm. Okay. Sorry for the delay. Have you been experimenting with any new hobbies? I've definitely talked about that already. You guys, I think I'm going to call it a day because you know what? I'm weird. Things are weird. And I, I know that um, I didn't know what to say or do for this week's episode, but I was like, I got to do one. And I, I'm excited to get back into more storytelling again and just tell you guys weird stories and about how fucking stupid I have been. I really, man, I'm not, I don't have talent, but I have been so stupid that I can get to retell those stories and those are my talent that that will show you how talented I am is how stupid I was if that makes any sense you guys thanks for listening um I have a patreon for more of this untalented stuff patreon.com slash estermonster there's live streams there's a group chat thing there's a lot and then um there's different tiers and then Follow me on Instagram at Esther Monster for more information on the tie-dye store. I hope I put you to sleep. Good night.